My Journey with Cancer. I'm not a cancer sufferer. I'm a human being with cancer. It's my belief that God has called me to be frank and open about my cancer and my journey, whether it be long or short, to tell the world what it's like to have cancer and to walk that journey and to share with anyone who will listen what God can do so that you can see what cancer treatment is like. For many of us, it's a mystery and it's a frightening thing, but it isn't. It doesn't have to be. And if you listen to my journey, it might give you hope in yours. Pops, yeah, we'd love to come on the journey with you. Amen. This is Norman and this is Pops and we're sat happily and comfortably in Studio 2 and we're going to have a bit of a catch-up natter because Pops comes over from Doncaster-ish. When was the last time you were over? It was about two months ago. And um, you've come over because we've got this special concert that you're going to stay on to, which I hope will be entertaining. I'm sure it will. Flame's always entertaining. (laughs) You asked me, did I enjoy my holiday? And the answer is yes. But to be honest... From around about halfway through, I began to think it'd be good to get back and get back into work. Yeah. Can you remember back to any of the good holiday places that that stick in your mind? We don't travel abroad. I have a condition called rosacea, which is aggravated by sunlight. And to be honest, I've always found Britain so beautiful. You couldn't ask for better than somewhere like the Lake District. We've been up there and stayed up there in several places. And it is absolutely stunning. It's Probably fairly straightforward to get from where you are up to the lakes, isn't it? Yeah, we just have to drive across the country. You're driving through fairly easy places. Yes. To us, on the Wirral, getting to the lakes is a pain. Right. Because they put this thing called Liverpool in the way. Oh, how inconvenient. Yes. (laughs) So if I decide that I actually want to go and sit on top of a mountain and look at a distant view, then we're far more likely to tootle down the Wirral and turn towards the west and end up going along the Welsh coast road. Right. We tend to inhabit north wales and we don't very often get to the lakes right but i do like the lakes yeah i spent a lot of time in the lakes because i did the three mountains challenge which is actually climbing ben nevis scarfell pike and snowden in a weekend but most of my training for it was done in the lakes so every two weeks for about a year you would find me climbing something in the lakes my son-in-law did that and you do it within so many hours don't you yes a big challenge a big challenge yes but worth it because in a sense it shows you what you can achieve and it builds your confidence sometimes when you're faced with situations like i've been with the cancer i can look back and say well i did that i can do this and it does build your confidence like that yes my first trip to the lakes was before Beryl and I were married. For some reason, she decided that going on walking holidays with me was actually about the only way in which the relationship could develop, even though she didn't really like walking. <laughs> and her parents were not particularly enthralled by the fact of us going off together before we were married, for fairly obvious reasons. So the fact that we said, it's all right, don't worry, we're going to stay in youth hostels, that sort of made them quite happy. So we actually planned a tour of the lakes staying in youth hostels during about 14 nights and walking between youth hostels on individual days. Difficulty was I tended to misread the map now and again and ended up booking up a youth hostel which was in one valley 
and the following day the youth hostel was over the fells in the next valley. Right, that can be a problem. Yeah, it was a problem. Coming down a path on scree, that's quite difficult. I did discover that there were things called bogs that you could sink into even though you were up at about 2,000 feet. Mm. No, it's not always a shortcut taking a shortcut. No. And unless you've got a lot of experience, you need to be very careful. The Lake District or any mountain region can actually be very unforgiving. Yes. I decided to take her over the top of Helvellyn. I did have a compass and I thought that I was quite good at actually doing ordnance survey and compass. The hostel manager looked at us in the morning and said, where are you going? And we said, we're going over Helvellyn and down into Grasmere. And he looked at the weather and said, well, I'm in the mountain rescue team and it doesn't look good and I'm not coming to rescue you, so all the best. And we certainly were navigating in cloud at the top, looking for striding edge, I remember. I wouldn't fancy striding edge in cloud. I did actually have a little scheme in my mind, and I did say to Peril when we were up pretty well near the top of Helvellyn, I posed the question, and um, she said yes. And I said, well, from here onwards, it's probably going to be downhill, but as long as you sort of fancy coming along with me... <laughs> So we actually did get engaged on top of Helvellyn. We stayed at a youth hostel on the edge of Green Gable called Black Sail. It was a spothy. Yeah, a shepherd hut. Yeah, and there were two rooms, one for the men and one for the women. And um, the washing was in the stream and the men turned to the left when they went out the door and the ladies turned to the right when they went out the door and washed in the stream. But then I asked you where you went on holiday and I started nattering. So yeah, you no did, good. didn't you? And you were doing so well, I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you like the lakes? Yeah, the lakes has given me one of the biggest challenges of my life. When we uh, climbed a hill above Buttermere, Red Pike, we got to the top, myself and a friend, and we were hit by this most awful storm and it was hail and when we first tried to come down, we couldn't actually see because it, the wind was so fierce it was blowing the hail uphill. And so it it just hit your eyes and you just couldn't see anything. So we actually had to go along a ridge over about three fells to find an emergency egress in a deep cut made by a stream. So you could shelter in there. But I remember that journey was really hard and it never stopped hailing while we were up there. And at one point, picked my friend up, who was a bit lighter than me, and actually took him 70 foot to the right, over towards the edge of the ridge. And it was it was scary. But to have actually got down off that and survived it, you know, again, was something that taught me that no matter how desperate the situation looks, you can get on there. But I suppose one place that I've loved visiting, a little village called Easingwold in North Yorkshire, Chris and I stayed there last year, a year last May, and uh, and that was when God spoke to me about doing my journey with cancer with flame. We stayed in a converted barn just for a week, and uh, we had a wonderful time there. And I really felt that God spoke into my heart about what he wanted me to do and what the future held. And it was a lovely holiday for us both. One of the kind of holidays where we came back and we really did feel relaxed Whereas sometimes you go on holiday and you've done so much that you don't feel relaxed. You can crowd God out, can't you? Holidays are good times because I found that when I've been away from home, away from the normal routine, that's when God is more likely to speak to me. Yeah. You've got to give God time. And in fact, actually, as you were talking, a little piece of music came to my mind. Hey, 
Have you ever heard God talk? He does, you know, to us. But, but most of the time, we're too busy to hear him. We have to be really listening. God loves to talk to little boys while they're fishing. That seems to be the time boys listen best. It's the only quiet time there is fruition. It's the only time when God and boys can rest. You know, a boy, well, a boy can almost hear God whisper sometimes out here fishing. And, and look at that old brook. If you listen real close, sometimes it sounds, well, like you can hear God laughing. to boys while they're fishing that seems to be the time boys listen best Something about a boy who's good at fishing. You know, God knows he'll make a very special friend. Calls a boy who learns to listen while he's... And the basic message of that piece is that when you're fishing, when you're calm, when you're relaxed, when you're not rushing around, then that's the time that we can listen. And that's the time that God can speak, because that's the time that he can break through our busyness. Yes, I think that is something that marks the church nowadays. The, what could you call it, the lack the lack of quietness in services. Every bit of the service has got to have something in it. And there's very little time given to just being there with God and allowing God to come to you in the way that he wants to. You know, we kind of say, this is the worship time, this is the notices, this is the preaching. And sometimes I think we just start to say, this is God's time, just relax and let God. Yes, I was talking to somebody recently and they got themselves, I think, a little bit pressured by the, this is what God does, this is the way he does it, this is the way he speaks, etc, etc. And they weren't gelling with that. It wasn't helping them, but they were feeling pressured in that way. 
And I spent quite a time trying to just gently unravel the situation and say to them, well, God wants you to be you. So when is the time that you would actually sit back and listen? How can you best relate to God? Not these are the five ways that you do it, but how do you best relate? And they came up with situations which were vastly different from what other people were trying to push them into. Mm. People try to push us into a mould. And we're not people who fit into a mould because we're different from each other. God loves to talk to boys when they're fishing because that's the time that boys listen best. And to sit down in a service and say, let's have a bit of quiet time. Mm. Let's give God five minutes see what happens yeah sometimes god surprises you doesn't he i remember a couple of years ago i'd got a sermon to preach i'd worked on it very hard i knew exactly what i was doing knew exactly where i was going i probably i would say i put about 30 hours study into doing a sermon and i'm really pleased with what i've done and i put it to bed and said to chris that's it that's what i'm preaching and i went down in my greenhouse of all places and i just built myself some benching some staging in the greenhouse and I was really pleased with it. And I was in the greenhouse with my cup of tea, admiring this staging and thinking about all the plants that would be on it. And the Lord just said to me, Acacia Grove. Pardon? <laughs> Acacia Grove. What does that mean, Lord? Acacia Grove. So I had to go away and find it. Find it in the Bible. Find out what was happening. It's, it's when the children of Israel were camped on the wrong side of the Jordan and had basically taken up residence and God wanted them to move on. And I said, but I've only three days to go. I can't, I can't do a sermon in three days, Acacia Grove. And I knew the Lord wanted me to preach on it. And I did preach on it. And it just shows how if we're open to God, life doesn't have to be planned. Life doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to know everything that's going to happen in the next week or month or year. Because sometimes God has a much better plan, but it might involve you doing something that's scary once in a while. Because that was quite scary, ditching a prepared sermon and, and going in with something relatively unprepared. But it worked. And a lot of people benefited from it. Sometimes God takes us off at a tangent to what we think we're going to do. But we've got to give him the time. We've got to, as you say, relax and just let God into our lives, into our stillness. Jesus, this means everything to me. In you I have my true identity. Jesus, this means everything. 